All right, I'm feeling lucky today in Vegas. Uh, let's let's put ten dollars on number seven, and we'll put twenty bucks on black. How's that? All right, come on, big money. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Oh, lost again. Frick, lose, losers again. Are are you kidding me? Are you joking me with this? Lost again. I I I can't believe it. Another loss. Seven in a row. Ay ay ay. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, yeah, yeah. How's my focus? How's my focus? Is, Is that good? Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm J.D. Hernandez. I'm the host of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. I've been covering hockey for a long time. I've been covering the Ducks on the Locked On Podcast Network for the better part of four seasons. I'm not even going to go through an intro today just for a plethora of reasons. Before I get into that excuse of a hockey game, I'm just going to bring this up again because, you know, I've I've just been having a not-so-good month. Some of you can tell. It's been a very, very long month. Watching this Ducks team certainly did not help. But just, you know, on, on a personal level, it's it's been heavy. I said online, it's been heavy for a lot of reasons. Having to go to Mexico a couple times, you know, like, not, nothing's easy. Nothing is easy about what's going on. And trying to train for a marathon, which is taking place next weekend, by the way. Whew, you know, it's hard. And trying... I said that trying to press on is even more difficult, and it, it, it really has. I mentioned on Goals Thursday that just getting to see the Goals fans down there and getting to see some old friends, seeing the organist Bobby, seeing Callan, you know, it, it really meant the world to me. I don't know how much I can emote that, but it meant the world to see all those guys. Ooh. Trying to get through the rest of this year is not going to be easy because it has been a tough year. Luckily for those on video, y'all haven't had to see or really take part in that whole thing. But those of you that have been with me since day one, those of you that have been on the audio side, probably know more that it's been tough. It's been really, really, really tough dealing with family stuff. But I'm not going to bore you with all that. This is mostly just... One, venting a little bit, but two, you know, just having myself stick with it and really falling back on the support. So for those of you that have said some kind words, thank you guys so much. It means a lot. Now let's get to the part that's going to drive my mental health up a wall. I'm only partially kidding. Oh, man. It's hard to watch this team. It's it's really hard. To be the host of Locked on Anaheim Ducks. It's it's hard trying to come up with silver linings on this game. And almost every game this season. This game, the only silver linings I could come up with were, were maybe two. The only two was that the top line was good once again. Well, and by that I mean the top line when they were actually the top line and playing together. The only positive, if 
five on five. Five on five play has been marginally better. I'm not going to say it was completely better, and I'm not going to lie to you and say, oh, five on five is like that great. Like we're really gonna come. No, I'm not. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be honest. It was marginally better. It is still nowhere near where the Ducks want to be or frankly where they should be because they are still giving up a lot of high danger chances. High danger chances at one point, I think there was a differential of 10 there. And Vegas still had the majority of them throughout the entire game. Most of the Ducks' shots were kind of in the perimeter. Oh, and by the way, the Ducks actually outshot Vegas for what it's worth. Yippee. I guess we can be somewhat glad about that, right? I guess something else we should be a little bit more glad about is that the Ducks didn't give up 40 shots. That's a start, right? In fact, I'll do you one even better. Expected goals were fairly low, but still not low enough to necessitate that 4 nothing score. The shots were 29-21 in favor of the Ducks. The Ducks outshot the Vegas Golden Knights in this game. They outshot them 23-11 in the last two periods and still somehow lost 4-0. I did mention high danger chances. 12-7 in favor of Vegas. The lines were baffling at best. Dallas Eakins put up an 11-7 today. 11 forwards, 7 defensemen. Even right away, all the Ducks fans could sniff it. And I, I saw the tweets, Dallas, what are you doing? It's another L. And sure enough, every single Ducks fan that said that was absolutely correct. Y'all were right. I, you knew it. I knew it. Everybody knew it. We all knew this was going to be a loss. As soon as we saw that 11-7, as soon as we saw McTavish being sent down to the fourth line with Isaac Lundestrom, I could see the looks on your faces when you saw Rico, Grant, and Sylphie on the third line. Mm. It's, it's confounding. Bright spot, Comtois in that top line. Max Comtois has been playing more aggressive. He's been playing very good. He's getting a lot more chances. I like that. Defense is still a liability. John Gibson, while he did have a pretty solid game, when are we going to see more of Anthony Stolarz? In fact, when are we going to see Stolarz starts? I know it's the young season, but we just cannot be overusing John Gibson like this. I mean, all those decisions by Dallas Eakins just confounded me more and more because you got to start Anthony Stolarz more. I feel like this is a game that he could have started, but because Stolarz was in the game later, maybe this is a warm-up for Anthony Stolarz to start Sunday's game against the Leaf Blowers. We'll, we'll see what happens there. Also, one more thing of note that I want to mention is the penalty kill. The penalty kill, once again, was... Terrible. Vegas was one for two on the power play. The Ducks penalty kill actually went down on this game. It's it's so bad right now. I mean, it, it's 
it's hard to equate words to this, which is why I'm going to try to keep this episode short. Because if I keep going long, I'm going to get myself more upset. So what we're going to do is we're going to head to the first intermission right now. Going to try to keep this a shorter show. Let's talk about Bet Online, which is the one place that has you covered. The one place that we trust. Bet Online has you covered this year with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. You have the NBA. What the hell is going on with the Lakers? They're 0 for right now. There's one team that's more disappointing than the Ducks. It's the Lakers. The Ducks are pretty disappointing too. And oh, by the way, you have the NFL. They just had their Thursday night game. Tom, Tom Brady is going through it right now. And baseball is still dead to me. There's also MMA and boxing. So if you want to check out the latest lines, head over to Bet Online right now using your mobile device or your laptop, which is what I'm on right now. BetOnline.net is where the game starts. And Bet Online is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As you can see, I have Vegas over here. I have the Ducks over here. Ducks did not play well. Vegas played well. I'm going to talk about Logan Thompson for a hot minute because Logan Thompson had a couple of just FU saves. Even the look on his face, like when they showed him up close on the Vegas feed, by the way, you could see up close a little bit of a smirk from Logan Thompson. Damn. Logan Thompson really doing the Ducks dirty like that by showing it and going, F you. He really had to go and do that, didn't he? I hope the Ducks remember that. I mean, it probably won't matter because the Ducks are forever awful against Vegas. Let's be honest here. But Logan Thompson, he looked good. He looked good in net tonight. He got the 29 save shutout. Logan Thompson is someone that I will admit I didn't fully believe in for Vegas because I've seen him play. I've seen how he was in the ECHL. I've seen how he was in the American Hockey League. Nothing from what I saw convinced me that he was going to be that guy, that he was going to be the number one goalie and perform the way he has. No indication. He might be proving me a little bit wrong right now because he had the lateral movement going even when there was some tough saves and there were some tough saves, namely from that top line. Troy Terry, he got robbed on this one. Max Contois got robbed on this one. I felt bad for poor Max. He was absolutely robbed. Man, tough one. You know what else is tough? Seen McTavish's role a little bit diminished. You know what else was tough? Seeing Troy Terry with McTavish and Lundestrom. You know what was really weird? Seeing Frank Vetrano, Trevor Zegers, and Max Comtois on a line. Even in the first 12 minutes, I went, what the heck? What the hell's going on? Dallas Eakins is putting up some weird, bizarro world lines. And I don't think anyone on Twitter could figure out what the hell he was doing. I couldn't figure it out. 
Felix couldn't figure it out. A whole slew of Ducks Twitter couldn't figure it out. I mean, I get that 11-7 is going to have some lines shifted around, but at least put some lines together that make a little bit more sense. Maybe in the sense of a good line that will yield at least one goal. At least. I mean, Terry had a couple of really good chances. One missed, one got robbed. I mean, for what it's worth, yeah, Gibby did have some good stops. He had a good stop on Zach Whitecloud, which I thought was good. Mark Stone got robbed by John Gibson in the first one. But then after that, we had some rough stuff going on. A stupid, stupid penalty by Strom. I don't know what he was doing there, but that was a careless, as Danny Webster said, a boneheaded move. It was a careless penalty. And what do you think happened after that penalty? Chandler Stevenson scored the power play goal. So, not so Chandler Bong made it one nothing Vegas, and that wound up being the game winner. Yay, the Ducks allowed another power play goal. Can I share this stat with you really quick? Penalty kill. The Anaheim Ducks have a penalty kill percentage of 64.5%. They are tied with the Seattle Kraken for 30th. The only team worse is the Vancouver Canucks. And they actually won! Vancouver has a worse penalty kill and somehow won their game against Pittsburgh. How does that happen? I, I don't know how that happens. Still trying to make sense of... The Ducks game trying to make sense of all the other games around the league today. Max Comtois was aggressive. Logan Thompson robbed him there. Alec Martinez disrupted it. That was just enough. Can I talk about that Grant line? The Grant line allowed more than a couple of high danger chances. Jack Eichel could have scored in the second period and did it. It could have easily been 5 to nothing or 6 to nothing in a weird way if not for John Gibson. Those goals were not all his fault at all. The penalty kill, not his fault. The defense in front of him just looked awful, awful on that one. So, yeah, I mean, the biggest robbery, Max Comtois in the second getting robbed by Logan Thompson. Quality, quality save. Since I have a couple minutes left in this segment, I do want to briefly touch on Jamie Drysdale. So, Jamie Drysdale took a pretty decent hit from William Carrier behind his own net. Drysdale was in some discomfort. He was kind of slumping a little bit on his left shoulder. He immediately left the ice, went back to the locker room. We found out later that Jamie Drysdale left the game with an upper body injury, and he was done for the rest of the game. Ooh, maybe it's a good thing they won 11-6, right? Because they need six defenders now. <laughs> yeah, it didn't help. Did not help. I hope I hope JD's okay. The way he slumped over, it looked like... It didn't look like it was super, super painful. Like, he wasn't, like, completely wincing in pain. But he did leave the ice in enough pain and it was just enough of a concern for him to go back to the locker room and get looked at. So the latest on Jamie Drysdale is that he still has the upper body injury. 
We'll get further details hopefully tomorrow because the Ducks did fly back. They just arrived in Santa Ana. So we will hopefully get an update on JD tomorrow. I think they're going to have a practice tomorrow, maybe an optional practice. So we'll see if Drysdale's out there for that. And then they have the game on Sunday against Toronto. Yeah. Oh, one other almost injury that happened was right after JD got hurt. To make it 2 nothing, Kevin Shattenkirk took a hard shot. It nailed Jacob or Jakob Silverberg right in the midsection. And he was down. Vegas had an odd man rush. And then it went to Wild Bill. Perfect pass to Riley Smith, 2 nothing. After that, it was all Vegas. I mean, I don't want to talk about the rest of the game. I don't. The Corsi King, Jonathan Marcheseau, he was great in this game. Nicholas Waugh, he looked good. He burned the defense. Defense was terrible. That one was not Gibby's fault. So yeah, 4 nothing. Seven losses in a row. We're going to come back and talk a little bit more about this game. But first, let's talk about Simply Safe. Now, Simply Safe is a home defense system and hey it's got better defense than the anaheim ducks right now in the last decade over 4 million people chose simplisafe home security to protect their home you don't earn the trust of 4 million people without doing something right at simplisafe your safety is the only thing that matters with 24 hour professional monitoring agents who always have your back they protect you and have better defense than the Anaheim Ducks. Like I said, 24-7 professional monitoring. They blanket your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. So customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplisafe.com slash locked on NHL. Save 20% on your SimpliSafe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL to learn more. There's no safe like SimpliSafe. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks. It's part of TLOPN, or Tlopin. I'm going to go around the horn really quick for a reason. It is October 28th, going into October 29th. The Ducks have one more game this month, October 30th. That's a Sunday. Around the league, just really, just really quick, just, just for shiggles. Why not? The Devils won one to nothing. They beat Colorado. Shocker there. The Canucks demolished the Penguins 5-1. The Winnipeg Jets beat the Arizona Coyotes at Mullet Arena. Yeah, I'm going to reserve comments. Not going to make fun tonight. But Winnipeg beat the former Winnipeg Jets 3-2 at Arizona State University. But that was in overtime. The Coyotes got a point. Which means that even if the Ducks win their last game of the month... No matter what, the Ducks are going to be last place to end the month. 
The Ducks have a total of three points. Arizona has five. Vancouver has six. I'm not going to say the T word yet. I'm, I still I still have a little bit of optimism. If they're still last place in about a dozen games, then I'm going to start to embrace it. But for right now, it's still October. They're last place. Let's just see what happens. So going into Sunday's game, we got the Toronto Maple Leafs. Toronto's got a game Saturday afternoon against the Kings. We'll see if the Kings can wear them down even a little bit. So this is where we're hoping the Kings do something. So, yeah, I'm actually going to root for the Kings to really pound them. You know, start pummeling guys. Start with heavy hits. Brendan Lemieux, maybe maybe dish out a couple of hard checks. Get yourself suspended. I'm just saying. Get Toronto tired. Give the Ducks at least a fighting chance. <sighs> So that's what we got coming up. Sunday afternoon. It's Dia de los Muertos Day. I've got my own comments on that. I'm going to save those comments for Monday because I'm already... I'm already mad enough about that 4-0 game as it is. If I start talking about the Dia de los Muertos night, I'm going to be even more upset. There's a bunch of reasons for that. But I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to finish this podcast just talking about what I thought was a very appropriate tweet. And this was a reply from Noah Derp at Nora Darp. Wow, I misspoke that. Nora Darp at Nora Darp. N-O-R-A-H-D-A-R-P. As in one of my favorite artists of all time, Nora Jones. So there we go. Wow. Sent this tweet. Dallas Eakins behind an NHL bench. Did you see that? It's certain lyrics to one of my favorite songs. But I'm a creep. I'm a weirdo. What the hell am I doing here? I don't belong here. If you know those lyrics, you're a real one. If you don't, look up that song. That song definitely fits the mood of the Ducks and the Gulls tonight. That's the song called Creep by Radiohead. It's a damn good song. I think Radiohead is definitely the vibes for me tonight. It just is. Seven losses in a row. Dallas Eakins is still the coach. Which prompted another discussion that I had offline with at least a couple of fans. About... What needs to be done at this point? What's it going to take to finally get rid of Dallas Eakins? And this was the discussion with a couple of fans tonight. The only conclusion we could come up with was it's going to take longer than an 11-game losing streak because, hey, the Ducks lost 11 in a row last year. Did he get fired? No. He lost 8-9 in a row the previous year. He didn't get fired then either. He's shelving Mason McTavish for long periods at a time. When's it time? Should we finally just end the Dallas Eakins era and just wipe our hands clean of it and call it a day? This game left me with more questions than answers. 
And that's concerning. Because we don't know how JD's going to feel after taking that hit and leaving the game. We don't know if we're going to have 12 forwards in the next game. We don't know if Pavel Regenda's going to come back. What's the roster going to look like? What's the lineups going to look like against Toronto? I'm, I'm baffled. I'm just absolutely gobsmacked at this point. And we're only eight games in. This is going to be a long season. This is, this is going to be painful. The only thing that I can be thankful for is that the San Diego goals at least scored some goals tonight, for what it's worth. I'd, I'd, rather, watch, I'd rather watch San Diego play at this point. I mean, who wants to watch this Ducks team? Do you want to see the rest of the season at this point? Yeah, I think you do because there's still a ton of young talent. And like I said, I still have optimism for right now. So, 74 games left. Let's write it out. All right, that's going to do it for today. I'm just going to end it like that. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Hit the bell. Don't forget this podcast is free. It's available on all platforms. It's on Stitcher. It's on Spotify. You could email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. The Twitter is, you know, right there. Bam. At SimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Once again, thank you all so much for your continued support. It means the world. It really does, guys. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the weekend. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another. And Ducks, fly together. <laughs>